0: Welcome back. It is the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP, on this Convince Kelsey Wednesday, Valentine's Day edition of the afternoon show. And joining us right now is a guy who's obviously called his entire career and can fully put into perspective what Jason Kelsey has meant to this franchise, and that is Merrill Reese. What's happening, Merrill?
1: Hey, everything's good. Uncle Merrill,
2: how's the the offseason been for you?
1: It's been uh, it's been good. I mean, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. I enjoyed the playoffs. Of course, it's it's not as good as if I had still been involved, but uh, <laughs> it's still – I thought there were a lot of interesting football games that I've enjoyed them. You know,
2: I know we played against Coach last year, Andy, out there in the Super Bowl, but I, I wonder – you know, I'm a former player of his, so I, I'm a root for him uh, just from being that former player of him. Of his, but you got to call his games for 14 years here, man. You saw him from the beginning, you saw him to the last game that he coached here to where he's at right now. Um, just your thoughts on what Andy has become? We always knew he was a great coach, but what he's even doing even more out there in Kansas City. Just your thoughts on coach?
1: Well, he is an elite coach. Uh, he is a great person. Anybody who worked with Andy, uh, either as a player or as a broadcaster, knew what a great person he was. He's a guy who is very, very bright. He's cunning. He is a great schemer. He's a great handler of players. He will go down as one of the top four or five coaches of all time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, the run he's on is absolutely ridiculous. I guess before we get to Kelsey real quick, last thing on the Super Bowl, you've seen, obviously, all the great quarterbacks throughout your time. I mean, where does Patrick Mahomes rank for you?
1: You know, when all is said and done, Jack, he could be the GOAT if if he continues if he wins another few more a, a few more super bowls he could be what we now describe tom brady as being because uh along with the records he's more physically talented than brady mhm
0: yeah, I mean it's that he's got a great coach, great system, great tight end. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous, and he's just he's got the uh, the the it factor late in games that that you don't often see.
1: All right. He does, but I also just want to point out that I think with Kellen Moore here next year, I'm very optimistic that he can do a lot of good things with Jalen Hurts. I still think Jalen Hurts is a great talent, and I think you're going to see that come out very much so next year.
0: Well, the the biggest question off of that is who's going to be snapping him the ball. We're trying to convince Jason Kelsey to, to come back today. From your perspective, how big of a loss w- would Jason be, not only for the, for on the field, but off the field as well?
1: See, I have to be perfectly honest with you. He's the best center in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. No mm-hmm. question about that. He's one of the great people that has ever been associated with this organization. But I don't consider Jason Kelsey just the guy that I cover, just the guy whose games I broadcast. I've come over the last number of years to to become a friend of Jason Kelly. We Kelsey, have we've, we've golfed together, we've spent time together. Jason Kelsey is a very special individual to me, and I honestly hope that he retires. I honestly hope that he retires because I think there's only so much pounding you can take without causing later problems. He's been pounded a lot. You know what he goes through just to get ready for every single game. And you know how many times he leaves a game, and you think, well, he's out of this game, and then after halftime, he leads the team back onto the field. He has taken a beating over these past 13 years, and I think for his own health and well-being in the future, I think it's time for him to retire. And I say that with with all of my heart because – I care so much about Jason Kelsey, the person.
2: Yeah. Several pause moments there with the pounding there for uh, Jason Kelsey there. Uh, but what, what would you say, Uncle Murrow, if he wanted to continue to play? Well,
1: he's probably he's probably going to be very, very torn because even if he's thinking of retiring now and even if he doesn't pay much attention to the OTAs, when you get into June and July and he can sniff football coming it's going to be very tough to pull away from. It's it's something that is in his heart and in his soul and he, he loves it. He has a great passion for the game. But I think I think the sensible thing for him to do as a person and for his wife and for his children is to say enough is enough.
0: Hmm. Merrill, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned all the time you spent with him and, and obviously, you know, became friends with Jason Kelsey. Do you have a personal favorite uh, Jason Kelsey story for us?
1: Well, just, just the, the things that you see, but the things that, that Jason Kelsey is all about is, is the way he cares about his teammates, the way he cares about his friends, the way he cares about his family. He's just, he's just a really special person. I don't know anybody who's spent any time with Jason Kelsey who doesn't feel his warmth and his sense of humor. He's a very, very funny guy. He's an inspirational guy. I know we think a lot about the member, the mummer's costume. And and the whole Super Bowl parade that oh, will yeah. forever live in our memories. But just the Jason Kelsey up close and personal is just a fun guy to be around. If you have a group of friends and you you say these are the greatest guys, Kelsey would be in that group of guys that you just feel good about being and spending time with. Uh Merrill, I'm curious, you
0: know, next year, you know, it's it, it seems like kinda hopes are down a little bit. Heading into the year, do you view next year as a, as a Super Bowl season for the Eagles?
1: It's tough to see they, the way they finished and automatically just say, well, next year they'll get back to the Super Bowl. There's a lot that has to be done. I mean, I don't think any of us going in view 2017 as a Super Bowl year for the Eagles. And yet, and certainly when Carson Wentz went down, any of us who had Super Bowl help, hopes thought they went out the window. Even if you like Nick Foles, you thought Carson Wentz was the guy who was the biggest factor in them getting to that point in Los Angeles when they captured the NFC East. But I do believe that this is going to be a better team. Uh, they may not get off to a 10-1 and start, but ultimately I think it's going to be a better team. I think the, the two new coordinators give me a lot of hope. I I love what Kellen Moore will bring, and I think Vince Vic Fangio is a is one of the acknowledged best defensive minds in the National Football League, and Vic has been that way for a long time. So I'm optimistic. I don't use the word Super Bowl right now. I think about this team improving, and we'll see as the season goes on how competitive they are. I certainly think they're going to be a lot better than they were at the last half of this season.
2: Yeah, moving forward, Coach Sirianni, Right. You know, there were there was a two or three week period there where he was really in the eye of the storm for everyone, uh, whether they wanted him here or didn't want him here anymore. Uh, they they got two new coordinators coming in, almost an entire new coaching staff on both sides of the football. Uh, what, what, what do you think about Coach Sirianni's role uh, this year where he sort of gets back to being? sort of the overseer and the guy who has his hands in a little bit of everything with the team versus what it may have been this past year. Do you think that's going to be a stronger sort of role for him that he'll thrive in this year?
1: Well, I think he will, and I think that uh, he will not be as totally involved in the offense as he was last year. I think that I think there's going to be a great deal of autonomy for Kellen Moore to put in his offense. Last year, it was primarily Nick Sirianni's offense, uh, being orchestrated to a point by brian johnson but i think that nick will certainly have input but not nearly as much input in the offense as he did in the previous year uh i do think he'll be overseeing the entire operation i think he communicates well in the locker room i think he makes a lot of good decisions he's an aggressive coach uh, he doesn't overdo the uh the analytics He he accepts them as a factor I think he's a, a very, very solid guy to lead the program, but I think that the actual schemes will be in the hands of, of both Moore and Sangio.
0: All right, Merrill, uh, last one for me for you. Uh, are you.
1: Are you excited for Brazil? I mean, that's, that's a big trip down there. I am. I, listen, when, when you're talking about uh, going to another country like that, it's a lot of fun. It's a long flight, but it's a lot of fun. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited about it's the opening game of the season. I wouldn't be quite as excited if it was crunched in the middle of a season and maybe you're coming off a road trip and you don't have that much time to recover and then you're getting right back to business. Don't forget, this comes after a two-week bye because the preseason doesn't end with a game and then the game the next week. It ends with a game and then two weeks between the final preseason game and the start of the regular season. So everybody should be rested for that, geared up for that, and I look forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be a great trip back if they win. Of course, we don't even know who they're playing. No,
0: we don't. We don't. But it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to hear you guys down there. And uh, obviously, we can't wait for, for week one. Merrill, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thanks, Jack. And thanks, Mike. Good to speak with you guys.
2: All right, Donk. Talk to you later. Hit them straight. You bet.
0: <laughs> All right. Have a good rest of your Valentine's Day, Merrill. There he goes. The great Merrill Reese. Yes. A lot. Of, I mean, you had to call, you know, where show, your show kind of built on pauses. Had to make sure that.
2: Well, yeah, it was a lot of pounding there, man. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, it was, I couldn't take it. Pause. Yeah, <laughs> it was
0: a lot there, <laughs> man. But the audience was thinking. The audience was They thinking. were certainly thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh So get back in 215 9494 on where you're at. On this Jason Kelsey day, convince Kelsey, or is it time to let him go? And, and like we brought this up in the in the first segment, and I feel like I, it's time to lay it out. <laughs> the Eagles Mount Rushmore um, of of where you know where Jason Kelsey is. I think Jason Kelsey is on the Eagles Mount Rushmore. Not saying he's best player in franchise history, but when you're thinking of pure Eagles faces of the franchise, mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey belongs on there. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm putting Chuck Bidnerick on there. Mm-hmm. Because, because when you think of you know, for a majority of the time growing up, number well, sixty, the the, the last, the, the, the iconic shot. I mean, Chuck The Bidnerick, Sixty championship. Yeah, him wearing number sixty, the, the famous shot. Uh, yeah, okay. playing both sides of the ball. Okay, okay, I got it. <laughs> Chuck Biddener. Yeah, he's
2: been replaced by a center. You just heard Merrill say he's the greatest center to ever played for the Eagles.
0: I know, I know. We can have two centers.
2: No, nah, we can't have two centers on a damn no. No, we no, are.
0: No. Are we not a trenches city?
2: I am not putting two centers on Mount Rushmore.
0: Well, he's also a linebacker. Okay, he's also a linebacker. Uh, Brian Dawkins. Yep. So those are my first three, and to round out my Eagles Mount Rushmore, I'm putting Nick Foles. Oh, stop it! Nick Foles is is my final answer stop for it, the man. Eagles Mount Rushmore.
2: How do you not have Reggie White on the because park? I don't
0: think I, I he's two split between the Eagles and the Packers. No, One you, is the Super Bowl and the Packers. <laughs>
2: Listen, you and your lack of respect for what you didn't get to
0: necessarily see. I put Ben Eric on there.
2: Well, yeah, which is, I don't even understand how you put him on
0: there over Reggie White. World champion on the Eagles.
2: Yeah, I understand that. But then you should have two separate categories.
0: Well, I, it's
2: not. I, give me a Mount Rushmore before the 70s. I'm, well, and we can put Tommy McDonald on there. You know, we can put all those guys on, the, on that Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and Yeah, I need a more modern Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I need Doc. I need Reggie. I need uh, – I'll go Kelsey because I'll take Kelsey over Chuck you think? Ch- who do you think is more deserving to be on the Mount Rushmore between Chuck Eric and Jason Kelsey?
0: Uh, I would say Jason Kelsey. Okay, so then Chuck goes. Okay, and then who are you rounding out with? I- I'll Give me time to figure that out. Okay, so you're three of the four on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah, because I
2: got a couple of people I could put there.
0: It's tough. That yeah, last spot's tough. Yeah, I mean, tough.
2: that last spot is tough. Used to be Andy, but now he's won – Three Super Bowls in Kansas
0: City. He's not even an eagle anymore. (laughs) I was going to put Merrill on there. I was going to put Merrill on Mount Rushmore, you know, and maybe Howie. could go Doug. No, not at all. He won the first Super Bowl here. Foles won the Super Bowl, too. Okay, okay. You you can put Foles but not Doug? I I don't think – Iconic ah, moment. Come with on,
2: man. Doug is more responsible than Nick. Stop it. What are you
0: talking about? That run, those games were ridiculous. Yes. Listen, I love
2: Nicky Six. He wasn't more important than Doug Peterson, though. Foles is the one
0: on the field. So
2: Foles is the one that represents or Kelsey represents the Super Bowl,
0: doesn't he? Not more than Foles. I think Kelsey's speech does. And Kelsey Kelsey deserves to be a part of it. And also at the end of everything, I just when you think of, of here, faces ahead. of the franchise, so I put falls on
2: that. So I go eras. Who's the face of this era of Eagles football? It's not Nick Foles. Jason Kelsey. Exactly. It's not Nick Foles. As much as we love Foles for what he did, he's not the face of an era of football
0: for the Eagles. But he is the face of the of
2: a game. Yes, yes, I got it. That doesn't supersede somebody who was the who carried the damn franchise for a decade
0: plus. Donovan,
2: I, he certainly is more deserving than Nick Foles, but I don't even want to go down that road because this is supposed to be a feel good thing. I don't need everybody to be all upset because I chose five. But even I would give Dawg the the face of that era mm-hmm. of football. So I'm I'm, I'm taking Dawg yes for that face over Donovan. So I'm giving Doc the era of uh, the face of the era, and then you got to get Reggie. The face of that era of Eagles football—that you can't be a lover of Kelly Green and all this other stuff—and you don't want the guy who's the face of that era of football.
0: Might have Seth. <laughs> don't believe me. Might, might, have, might have Seth. Might have, might have Buddy. I don't know who I'm Is Buddy going. the bigger face of that? So or so, is it so
2: so here's where I may have backed myself into a corner with the Chuck Batonary thing. Because would he be? He obviously is the face of that era. He goes. He's of the Eagles face football. of football. I think he's
0: the face of 60 to 90.
2: Him or Tommy McDonald? Oh, Big Narek. <laughs> I know, I know. Listen I know. to you, old oh, Big Narrick, Yes, yeah, obviously, yeah, Big Chuck guy. Yeah, yeah. Big Concrete Charlie. Concrete guy. Concrete Charlie. guy. Yeah. What
0: was Tom McDonald's nickname? <laughs> I don't know. Does he have the iconic shot of a Frank Gifford? Tommy and me. Yeah, he's got the play. That was a, a, a more modern play. But I think you're you're caught up on on resumes here. Oh, well, yes,
2: if I'm giving somebody the 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 face of an era of football, listen, I may have to relent on Chuck. I might have to. Because he does – he represents the face of an era of football. Most people's 70s era of football, right? That's for Mill. I can't put him on the Mount
0: Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, Bill Berge.
2: Bill Berge. He's not – I mean, he came here from the Bengals, so yeah. he's not really a – I mean, I love I love Berge, but I'm saying he did come from another
0: team. Oh, but Reggie White left here to go to the Packers. And he's but on he was that? here first. <laughs> okay. Well, technically he was in the CFL first, wasn't he? USFL. USFL, yes. right. Not, not, not Memphis Showboats. Not the Canadian Football League. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um. Listen, well, it's Kelsey. That it's fair to throw out a little Mount Rushmore. I'm so I'm I'm curious right. who your four is going to be. I,
2: like I said, I may have backed myself into a corner. I may not have a choice but concrete, Charlie. I did all that yelling, <laughs>
0: then I realized, like, hold on, yeah,
2: who would be the face of the '70s?
0: Well, it wasn't a great era. Harold though. Carmichael. What about the guy? What about the Harold kick- Carmichael? Sure, I think he's a part of it.
2: His jersey number should be retired too, by the way.
0: I know. We, we, we've been I after. say it every year. How about the face of the guy from the seven? Is the guy with the, the, the foot without the toes? What was his name? Didn't they have a kicker that didn't have like. Oh, no. That wasn't the Eagles, though. That was Dempsey. Tom Dempsey. Yeah, I think he was an Eagles kicker at one point. Too. Saints kicker. He was a Saints kicker, too. But I, I'm pretty sure he was. Was he the, with the Eagles? I think he was with the Eagles. But okay. I could 100% be wrong on that. And okay. most likely in two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is It's Jason Kelsey. On your Eagles Mount Rushmore. Tom Dempsey kicked for the Eagles for four seasons. Bang. Oh, look at that. Jack got it. Yeah. And that's when they had the different, uh, the the white helmets, the white Kelly Green helmets. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I would go Kelsey on the Mount Rushmore.
0: Yeah. Kelsey's the Mount Rushmore Eagle. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, I know the Super Bowl bummers thing happened and that, but it's also everything that's happened the last couple of years. Oh, yes.
2: Again, he's the face of an era of Eagles football. Correct. Guy's been here, what, 14 years?
0: 14 years. It's insane. Omar's in Delaware. What's happening, Omar?
2: Gentlemen,
3: good afternoon. How are you? What's up, O? I'm going to have to split camps with you today, man. I don't usually do that, but I got to leave you. We got to let Kelsey and the guys go, man. Why? They were good soldiers. They're Warriors. We gotta send them out on the shield and reload, man, with some young guys, man. So totally agree. Uh, okay, so you so when you do that, you know
2: you're basically saying you're not trying to win next year. You're not trying to win the Super Bowl next year. That's not true. Kansas City did it. We're not Kansas City. We're not Kansas City. To
3: to We're numbers.
2: not Kansas, Kansas City. We're not Kansas City. We don't have Andy Reid. We don't have Steve Spagnolo, And we don't have Patrick Mahomes.
3: Okay, so I'm in agreement with you on that. But at some point, we've got to go ahead and get some young guys. Sure. And we captured this center. We captured this center listen, already. Listen, is playing out of position right now.
2: Omar, all I'm telling you is, is the expectations get lowered.
3: That's all I'm telling yeah. you. They get lower. The Eagles never have lower expectations. Well, we well, if you're win not the Super Bowl every year. Okay, no so if we can't camp, we're gonna win the Super Bowl.
2: Nah, I'm talking about realistic expectations.
3: <laughs> man, listen, I, I love those guys. BG, Flex, we actually kept them in my opinion, my humble opinion, as a as a forty year fan. Mm-hmm. We kept them a year too long. You saw what happened at the Kelsey was first team all man. pro. Yeah, I know, man, but, you and know. Fletcher one and, the and, and,
2: and let's be honest, Omar. What, what what is what are you so anxious to see about
3: with Cam Jurgens? Man, I'm, it's not Cam Juergens. We just need the money. We need the money to fill all these other positions. You know, we kept Chelsea and we lost both our guards last year. See, people forget about that. No, we did We, didn't. we lost one
2: guard last guard year. We, and lost Isaac Sa- out
4: of
3: position. we lost Isaac we kept, Samalu. We lost one guard. We, we kept uh, We kept BG, we kept Fletcher, mm-hmm. and we lost the whole middle of the field. Both safeties yep. and linebackers. And we could assign the whole middle of the field for the money that we gave BG and Fletch. And we could assign the, the um, tackles for the money that we gave to um, Kelsey. And the only reason I'm saying this, and listen, I love those guys. I'm a lifelong Eagles fan. We saw this happen with Billy King and the Sixers. When we went to the title, he rewarded all those guys with new contracts, and you saw what happened. We're still, 20 years later, trying to recover from that.
0: Trying to recover from '01? one
3: Think about Billy King gave everybody.
2: We're not, uh, come on, Omar. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not trying, to, reco- we're, we're not trying to recover from '01. one everybody. We're not trying to recover. We're trying to recover from the process. That's what we're recovering from. It has nothing we're to We're recovering from Billy King spending all No, the we're money not. On we're, no, we're,
0: no we're not. All right, Omar, give me something <laughs> so that he, you love. So yeah, now you want to
2: move on from him because, yeah, now nah, credibility. It mean, was, was making it. Sense. He he was, was making good. a lot of sense, then we took a big before. step
0: back. We got a big step back, Omar, <laughs> trying to get you back on track here. What is all something that you love? I am
3: going like this because Ike and I, we have similar similar experience with this. A good steak dinner followed by a really good cigar. And I, You might not remember, but we shared a few cigars in the Cadillac Club in those Billy King days. Yes, sir. The- yes, sir.
0: And I- we're still paying for it today, Omar.
3: For Wednesday, <laughs> for Wednesday uh, you told me about the Wednesday or something back in those days. Okay. Huh? Yes, sir. I appreciate Omar. Yes, I, I,
2: I've had a cigar or two down in the old Cadillac Grill day down at the uh, – I think it was still called the Wells Fargo Center.
0: No, it wasn't was Wachovia. It Wachovia. Or, <laughs> it back want, in the Billy King days, yes. Yeah, how far back we're going? Yeah, first Union Center. I mean, how have the Sixers recovered post giving guys contracts after 0-1? A, yeah,
2: now we can't put that on BK.
0: No, <laughs> that, come on, BK can't be the Colangelo's <laughs> had power here. We're still blaming <laughs> right. Billy King. Yes. They can't still be catching strays. You know, no. it, it's a lot like the Phillies. I mean, the Phillies after you know giving the contract to Rollins and Utley, and, blame Ruben. Yeah, yeah until yeah, they yeah. made the World Series. Yeah, it's all it's all his fault.
2: I, listen. I'm just telling everybody, we don't want to pay Hassan Reddick. we will to trade him. We're going to let Jason Kelsey go. I just don't understand how we plan on winning next year. I guess how he's going to hit on every draft pick that he drafts, right? Or we're going to go spend a bunch of money in free agency. that we're doing? Okay, I right, listen, when that happens, I'm excited. When we sign some top-notch free agents, all right, let's go. But but people telling me they can't wait. They they we need to move on from Jason Kelsey, so to Cam Jurgens, so we can see what Cam Jurgens has. We're talking about a Hall of Fame center who just finished coming off a first team All Pro year. You're worried about seeing what Cam Jurgens has to do, has
0: to offer. Well, I mean it's it, it's also about the future of the team. And I know next year matters to, to some people, but for me, I'm I'm more focused on the future than just next year. I need to see where this thing is going. Who is the next Jason Kelsey? Can we, do we have the next Jason Kelsey? Do we got to draft someone? So it's not all about just just next year for me. Two one five five nine two, and that's
2: flawed thinking.
0: Why is it flawed thinking?
2: Because you don't waste a season in the NFL. You don't waste a season. There's no guarantee. What you're going. What, what, what's guaranteed to you in 2025? What? Except that you're gonna have a season. Does that mean you're going to get to the Super Bowl
0: and win it? No, but it's about – it's like Jason Kelsey's coming back for a year.
2: Jason Kelsey is one player. It's the idea of moving on from good football players. Don't focus in on Jason Kelsey. It's it's, it's the idea you guys want to get rid of Hassan Reddick. You want to get rid of A.J. Brown. Like, I'm trying to figure out how you're trying to win next year. You can't tell me you can win next year. You've already said you don't care about winning next year. I don't understand. Most Eagles fans shouldn't be thinking this way. The Eagles shouldn't be thinking this way. That next year doesn't matter. Omar just tried to convince me we're going to win with anybody out there. Get rid of, get rid of everybody else. All the high-priced players. We'll let Howie figure it out. We'll win next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, no, nah, that's silly. It's 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 it would be hard to do. It'd be hard to win next year. That's silly. It'd be hard to win next year. But but. It's like there. It has to be a next core here as well. It can't always be bandit. Next core. What? What core have you won with? What core? Give me the core. You're not the same core that's been here since two thousand nine, ten. I mean, it's been those that's guys. Four players. I know, but they, they, no, they've switched over players every year.
2: That's the point that I'm making. They don't have this core of guys that we've won with. You're talking about four guys that have been here since Andy Reid. Yes. Yeah, that's not, that's not what they won. Those guys have been a part of the winning. They won because they went out and added talent at much-needed positions when they won the Super Bowl and when they got to the Super Bowl last year. They didn't rely on Jason Kelsey and uh, Fletcher Cox to get to the Super Bowl. They went out and added players.
0: They did add players. I know that.
2: Yeah, so th- that's what I'm saying this year. They didn't take away by losing good players.
0: But, but I, The
2: right. only players I'm arguing for is Jason Kelsey and Hassan Reddick. One guy's a first-team All-Pro. The other guy's the best defensive player we have on the team. Those are the two players that I'm arguing to keep here to give you a better chance to win next year.
0: Yes, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you <sighs> get in. A lot on the table. It's a hot and contested Jason Kelsey uh, convinced to come back day here on WIP. Where do you come down on that? Plus, uh, give us something you love for a a Hooters gift card. On the other side as well, in addition to your phone calls, pitchers and catchers have reported. What did Zach Wheeler say today about his contract? What is the latest on their pursuit of free agents? And I believe I have the perfect mantra for the 2024 Phillies. All that coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94. W.I.P. Now, this is Neo, right? This is Neo. Thank you. By the way, apparently Neo wrote the song that I was talking about. So, oh, He wrote on. it, but he doesn't sing it. Egg on your face. Nope. He doesn't sing it, though. I know. I know. Yeah, and you didn't know that. No, I did not know no, that. Neo's someone, a, he's a great writer, though. Someone messaged me that. Uh, the Twitter question brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Valentine's Day. Shop Mark's Jewelers. Every purchase over $249 gets a free box of chocolates and a dozen roses. Online, marks-jewelers.com. Pitchers and catchers reported today. Saw some mitts popping. Zach Wheeler was throwing a bullpen, uh, which obviously puts a smile on uh, my face and hopefully everyone's face out there. He also talked after the uh, the session and had this to say about his contract. Uh, He said it's early in the process. Uh, Can it happen before spring ends? Hopefully it does. Uh, Wheeler said, I love it here. We're happy here. So hopefully it happens before spring ends. The only thing that makes me worried about this is I think they had a similar plan last year with Aaron Nola, and obviously that didn't get done. And yes, I know Aaron Nola ended up coming back, but losing Zach Wheeler I think is a little bit different than losing Aaron Nola, um, just because he's like your ace of aces, and and <laughs> I mean in the postseason he's been freaking money. So again, before opening day would just be it would ease a lot of tension. Hopefully they can get a, a contract extension done.
2: Yeah, they're not losing Zach Wheeler. Uh, it's money. And so they control whether or not they want to pay money. So once they decide they want to give him what he's asking for, he'll sign. Yes. <laughs> so it really the ball is in their court. Um, no, it's a different sport. Yes. Um, I could have said it in their mitt or in their glove, the ball the, is the in ball their glove. Is in their mitt.
0: Yeah. It's in their batter's box. Yeah. No, I like no, the ball not. is in their mitt.
2: <laughs> and either way, what do you think about? I think it was Howard that said Zach Wheeler may be looking for forty plus million a year.
0: I mean uh, the. Would you go? Would you go that to keep the years down? Because want that feels like a uh, negotiation point. So you tr- you keep the years down, but you do higher AAV. So how
2: how old is Zach Wheeler?
0: Zach Wheeler is thirty four. So we're looking at what three years? Would you go three years high AAV or spread it? Because the Phillies traditionally like to spread it out. And, All
2: right. So okay, five years. Yeah, five. You're Just giving him total amount. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's not going to be pitching well into that up into that age. But if you're just trying to lower the, um, if you say the average salary a year, yeah, yeah, I mean, you you really don't have a choice. You already pot committed with these other players. So unless we have enough young talent acquired already, I don't see where they don't find a way to work something out with Zach Wheeler. Um, I remember I asked you this. I don't know if it was last week or maybe two weeks ago. But the Aaron Nola deal, I, I don't know how close that was to what Aaron Nola was initially asking for in the spring that they didn't get done. So did, did Aaron Nola wind up getting closer to what he was asking for or did the Phillies wind up getting him to settle for much less than what he was asking for?
0: Yeah, I wonder for. if he thought he was getting 200. I mean, because at that point it was like you Darvish had signed and, he was the, and Aaron Nola at that point was viewed as the the best you know, kind of pitcher on the market mm-hmm. uh, after Otani, whatever whatever happened with him. I still think – I think they actually ended up about where Noah thought. You know, I mean, maybe the Phillies were more in the 150 range. Maybe Noah was thinking 180.
2: So they met somewhere. Even if he was thinking 200 and they were thinking 150, they still almost met in the middle at 172.
0: Yeah, and I guess one between 150 and 200, the, the whole thing all offseason or all spring training and the beginning of the offseason – was how far apart they were, right? So uh I, I think it's interesting, but I mean, three years—if you did three years at forty million dollars a year—that that would obviously, you know, kind of screw your, your not screw your, your, uh, you know, there is no cap, but it would just having spent forty million dollars a year for a guy is a lot versus five years over thirty million. I don't know, it, but if he's asking for forty million over three years, it's one hundred twenty million dollars. Not terrible,
2: no. And then, like you said, you, you could just spread it out over five.
0: I know, well, because the Phillies like to spread it out. Yeah, and maybe he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, 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 big fella, you gotta help us out a little bit here, though.
4: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, if you if the one twenty, because here's the thing, he's not getting another deal after that one, right? Well, if so say so th- they gave him three years,
0: one twenty. He probably thinks he would get another deal after that. Yeah, but well, what's
2: that going to look like? Nah, I, I don't know. At 37, 38 years old.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I. I it seems to me like they would go more years to try to keep the money down as fast yeah. as possible.
2: Yeah. I, I If you if you went back and signed Aaron Nola to this type of money and you know that Zach Wheeler is a much better pitcher, and he's a big game pitcher, although he's a few years older, um, there's no way they believe they have any legitimate chance of winning anything over the next two to three years without Zach Wheeler. No. and that's- unless, unless you're trading for somebody – that you're probably still going to have to pay that amount of money
0: to. Right. And they could have done that this offseason if they traded for a guy like Corbin Burns. Yeah. They could have beat that deal if they wanted to beat that deal. They didn't want to beat that deal, which suggests that they are they want to keep Zach Wheeler and I mean it's not like you can bank on Andrew Painter yet. I mean, I know, Right.
2: We don't know. Yeah, we we won't see him until next year.
0: Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I, my gut feel is they spread it out and, and I know he can ask for 40 million dollars. He probably wants the, the 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 I don't know, maybe he wants the years for coverage. So you get, you get a five-year deal of $30 million per.
2: I mean, if I'm a player, that's the way I would look at it.
0: Rather than three years. It's guaranteed. It's not football. No, it's not. Yeah, the money is it.
2: guaranteed. Yeah, you're going to get it. So, And if it helps the team,
0: yeah. I would do it. Uh, the other thing that came out this morning was uh, from Matt Gelb, was that the Phillies remain open, according to team sources, to short-term deals with unsigned free agents. But it's difficult to imagine certain markets uh, collapsing to the point where Phillies are major bidders. Which is talking about the Jordan Montgomerys, the Blake Snells, the the Cody Bellingers, where it seems like the only way they would sign those guys is if it's on like a, a one or two year deal for you know, and they want to rebuild their market right. after that.
2: Yeah. Um. Listen, I, I I don't think this team needs as much as some people do uh do. Could you tweak something here or there? Obviously center field needs to to not be an eyesore for you uh this year. Pitching wise, yeah, I guess you could improve it, but at what cost? Uh you're gonna have Andrew Painter in 2025. Mm-hmm. So there 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 are some good pieces that are here. They're not in a desperate situation.
0: No. Everything right now is luxury. Yeah,
2: they're not in a desperate situation. I
0: mean, unless you wanted to make the case for a closer, you know, so where you could have a, a set closer and then you you spread out the Alvarado, Sir Anthony, Hoffman, Kirkering, like I think that's the one. Right. Um but starting rotation-wise, like on paper again, they have a top 5 a top 5 rotation. Yeah. Uh, lineup, sure if you could have Found a Cassianos upgrade. That's a, a big spot, and, and Rojas can't be a disaster, but they have a top-five lineup. And everybody's healthy. And everyone's healthy, except uh, Marsh is hurt right now, but he's going to be ready for opening day. Okay. Um, and then the bullpen is, is really good. It's just if you wanted to make it a super pen, and given how aggressive Rob Thompson is in the postseason, maybe going super pen is, is, is necessary. But they can also... Kind of make this decision at, at the trade deadline, too. Mm-hmm. So there is that option as well. So um, we'll see what happens. Again, pitchers and catchers have reported. Maybe they get in on uh, Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, whatever. Um, so I, I have a, a mantra for the 2024 Phillies. Mm-hmm. Every year, they, some, some, the teams have to have a rallying cry. Something. You know, to, to, to keep the spark going. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, uh, I was watching an interview last night with Rob Thompson with Taron Hatcher. Um, they did a one-on-one sit-down. I saw, it. I saw it. And, you know, she threw out the whole we owe you one Sixers. <laughs> and we might be, it's about 40 years later. <laughs> might be time to throw that back out for this Phillies team. The The, the, re, the relationship between the Phillies and the fans, obviously the last two seasons and, and postseasons has have been special. And there's been that connection between the fans and the team that I think has made it that much more special. This Phillies team coming out day one saying we owe you one after what happened in game six and seven, of the NLCS, I think would be awesome. And, and I think it would kind of be a rallying cry behind the city and it would give the, the team something to really push for every single day. The we owe you one Phillies, the mantra of the 2024 Phillies. The we owe you one Phillies. Yeah. Two straight postseasons, good runs, but here's the thing I
2: would ask. I'm just, a legitimate question. I don't have any preconceived answer here. Do the fans really feel like the Phillies owe them one? It's interesting. I or are they just disappointed that they blew Game Six and Seven?
0: Twenty-two, no, last year. I think there's a lot of people. Yes, you kind of feel the, But you, do they owe you, us a championship, or is it owe us a World Series appearance? At the very least, come a World Series appearance. I know, listen. <laughs> you you asked the question. I'm trying to I'm trying to piecemeal our way through this thing. You know, what I mean, you you threw it out there. I yeah. But it's something. To, it's something I think to strive for. Obviously, they should be in. the World I like it. Listen,
2: I, listen. I, I um I wonder. You know, athletes can be a little. Um, they may have, they may want to move on from these last two years. Like I think part of what they did last year was roll that energy off the end of the twenty twenty two season, mm-hmm. and they carried that. They you know that they brought back the song and that whole thing. I wonder if they just want to shed themselves of that and just this is a fresh start for them this year.
0: Yeah, I I think it's just hard because it's it's the same team. I, guess like, I agree. It's like the same exact player. But you don't have
2: to do the music again, like oh, the yeah. same song and You don't have to reflect back. The way you sort of move on from past failures is not constantly bringing them up and reminding yourself that we failed that year.
0: That's oh, what the Eagles tried to do this year. Yes. I mean, their whole thing was like, we we, we haven't even talked about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and they tried to move on. And they got off to the 10-1 and one start, obviously, so it kind of worked. Um, we didn't move on was the point. We didn't move on. The we owe you one Eagles? <laughs> the we owe you one Eagles <laughs> yeah, like, yeah,
2: we as a fan base didn't move on. <laughs> no.
0: No. So, I don't know. It's it, it feels like it could be a rallying cry and uh it would be a good thing between the team and the city. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Let's check in with Herb in the Northeast. What's happening, Herb?
2: What's up, there, brother?
4: What's up, Herb? Yeah, what's up, Mike Reese?
2: Man, it's great to see you. So you can squeeze us in between your schedule today. Yeah,
4: I'm. Uh, the Sixers are playing tonight, so big, it's gonna be a big tough, stuff. Game, tough game tonight with the Miami
2: Heat. But uh, yeah, how about the Heat beat uh, the Bucks last
3: night?
4: They need to pull this game out. They need to play defense tonight. And the transitions looking good. The last couple games, they're getting, they're moving the ball up the, the uh, floor, and they're hitting three balls, and they're hitting. Uh, they're hitting the, their shots. So, oh, uh, yeah, yep. You know, there's promise, promise. Uh, hopefully, uh, they can uh, keep it up for another two or three weeks until Embiid gets checked out. So, hopefully, uh, he can. Maybe be ready for the uh, middle of March or before that. So. I got Yeah, you. I actually like that. Uh, I
2: like the Sixers tonight.
4: Well, they're our yeah. favorites.
2: Yeah, the Heat played last night. Uh, you got the All-Star break coming up.
0: Jimmy Butler's uh, not back.
2: Jimmy Butler's still not back. Yeah, I like I like the Sixers tonight at home.
3: So, oh, here we uh, go. <laughs> yeah,
4: Jason Kelsey, I just want to say one thing. Yes. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for all the um, – Good times, bad times, all the the Super Bowl, the parade. All the if you decide, you know, you want to come back, you know, it's up to you. You got to do it. And there's a good song that they played on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I Did It My Way, Frank Sinatra. Right. And, uh, that would be the perfect song. And then there's another one that Sammy Davis Jr., Used to play, and that was called "I Want to Be Me." And mm-hmm. uh, I remember saying, it "Seems that like your
0: said, mantra too, Herb." Is that? Was that? Uh, what you believe about yourself as well?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Now, I, let's uh, let's talk about the superstars. You know what I mean?
3: Right. Let's yeah. Let's
4: talk about the guys that are in the pros, like Big Reese, and i uh, not, not me. The rest of us, you know, that played pro ball. Did you put yourself in that I conversation? Did he did, I did say, did say the, rest the rest of us? College is like college is like the minor leagues, yep. and they're the, the high school. You got to get to the majors. Her, so what, 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 what's the going on behind you with that that lady screaming
0: at you? She, does she want you to stay on the road? What's that? I mean, someone's screaming at you. What, what, what's she yelling at you? I'm
4: trying. I got girls coming in. They're coming in. They're waiting on. for this I'm taking them over. A lot of people coming in right now. Oh,
0: nah, yeah. man. It's a, it's a busy day. Herb, how's your book coming?
4: The bus is only 25
0: My seats book? to the bus. I know. I know. How's your book coming along, Herb? Uh,
5: tomorrow
4: I'm going to work on it again, you
0: know. What chapter do you want to knock out tomorrow?
4: She <laughs> uh, Probably like five or six.
0: No, I know, but what's the what's the topic you want to cover tomorrow in those chapters?
4: I can't remember. I, can't. I told you there's going to be Buddy Ryan. There's going to be Andy Reid. There's going to be a, There's about seventeen chapters. Right.
0: All right. Well, listen, I appreciate the call. Just make sure you stay safe there. Uh, seems like the, seventeen chapters, a hundred pages. Seventeen chapters, a hundred pages. Doesn't know the plan tomorrow, but he's going to sit down and he's going to write chapter five. What it's about. He's Stay now, tuned. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. Andy's in depth. What's, What's
5: happening, up? Andy? What's going on? How we doing? What's up, Andy? What's up, yo, Andy? Yo, as far before I get to my Kelsey, right? I know all of you guys, both everyone listening, especially you guys, right? You you heard my greatness before and you loved it. Correct. Beating Joe the camera twice in his own damn game.
0: You beat yeah. the camera twice and beat the hammer.
5: Yeah, I, I wear that crown. And there's not a lot of us that wear that crown.
0: What was the, uh, the subject that day?
5: Uh, one was NFL football. I knew I was going to crush him. He, You know, he knows that old school, old school baseball. Who the hell cares about old school baseball? No one. You get him in no, current Jack. events, current <laughs> events, football, you'll crush him. Yeah, I crushed him twice.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, he does. I think anything post-2010 is, is definitely a question mark for Joe DeGarrett. Pre-2010, yeah. he's pretty locked in.
5: But I feel you, though. He does get them cupcake opponents. He really needs to step up. I think he should challenge... Ike, a Reese, uh, you, uh, Fritz. You know what I'm saying? Let's get some host beating his ass. Yeah, I don't
0: know if he wants that, though. I he, mean, He like, don't want that. Yeah, I don't know if, he, I don't know if he'd be right for that. I mean, Ike would – I don't think it would go very
5: well. It's, it's like in Rocky Three when he was just playing all them bums. You know what I mean? He played he, – he going against all these bums. But uh, hmm. as far as Kelsey goes, like, I love Kelsey. I don't know if he's the greatest eagle center of all the time. Like, let's not forget about Concrete Charlie. I mean, the, the man played both ways of the ball. Yeah, you know that, was different. Know that was, different. was different.
2: That was different football back
5: then. But I know the game was different back then. Right, but I, I, all right. So let's say he is our greatest center, right? Quarterback of the O line. He's not even the most important player on that O line, though. Of I mean, course he is. Cost. Stop, stop. Oh, yes, come he on. Is. You don't think he's more important than the blindside tackle?
2: If he's not ask yourself, and I, Andy, Andy, you're telling me Jordan Mailata was more important on that offensive line than Jason Kelsey?
5: All right. Well, here's the deal. If, if he wasn't more important, why the tackles in the league across the board make way more than any centers? Like
2: I don't know. The, I, I don't know. I just asked you a simple question. Was he more important? You're no, going ask, by position. I'm going by actual player. So that yeah. doesn't mean every left tackle is more important than the all-pro center.
5: I, yes, I with you. He was more important than Jordan Mala. Okay, but that's, but the, that's overall, the point that I overall, make. Overall, I think that money can be allocated to more important positions. Like where? Right. Uh, D.N., corners. Yeah, back.
2: okay, you going to pay
5: are you willing to pay your Hassan Reddick? Well, I'm going to get to that too. I want to finish with Kelsey. I'm going to get the Reddick. Well, as far as as far as with Kelsey though, like yes. everyone says, the best center, he's not the best center in the league. Creed Humphrey's better than him. Corey Lindley's right there with I know he's first, first team
2: all pro. First. first team all pro.
5: Yeah, that's more a lot of times, you know, like these guys No, no, upon this upon ain't pro bowl.
2: First team all pro.
5: Yes, I'm just you didn't let me, a lot of guys get that based upon reputation. I'm not trying to discredit him. But he's, well, not a, certainly he, he's not a game-changer position. I would like to focus more on game-changer positions. Now, it gets me to Hassan Reddick. Okay. Right? This is the part, as a fan, we all hate. But I get it as a player. Right. The careers for these guys aren't that long. I want them to get as much money as they can for the short amount of the career they have. So you look at teams with cap space that need a, 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 a D.N. that can get after the quarterback. A team like Houston, you don't think they want to pair him with Will Anderson? A team like Detroit, Reddick and Hutchison? what? A team like Indy on the up and up. A team like Cincy. All these teams are top ten in cap space with money to spend. So my point is, I, I, I don't want to see him walk, but I get it. I'll be all right with him walking because the Eagles aren't going to extend him. They're not going to give him any more money. He's already getting underpaid. So you're, already, you're,
2: you're already punting on next year.
5: No, I'm not I'm not putting – I'd like to just say that, you know, we've got to get – we drafted Noah Smith for what? Can we see if he can play? I mean, we can't just keep reloading with these old vets because – Well, it's funny. Know, we really the do... two
2: best seasons we've had in the last six or seven years have come via what?
5: Yeah, but I, we didn't win anything. We, we
2: did win a bet. Super Bowl. What are you talking about? We did I, win a Super said, Bowl. In the last two seasons, you No, said, I said last... six
5: seasons. Like, All right, but we keep rein up these old heads. Like BG last year – this is my thing. I'm not that's talking about way, BG. Was,
2: you just said get rid of. You keep going to these extremes. You just said get rid of t- your two of your best players, Jason Kelsey well, and Hassan
5: Reddick. Well, you said you're willing of, to let them walk. First of all, I, I said I'd be. I said as a fan, it's a part you hate with Hassan Reddick, but I get it. Guys, he's 29. This yeah, so crazy. you're advocating for him to lead in. What are you talking about I, I Yeah, it. you are. You want to be mean. on the fence, and
2: I want you on one side or the other. Either you want the Eagles to either keep him here or you're willing to move on from him. Don't give me both sides. Give this me probably, one, to, one side or the other. I, I'd like to see the old heads go. because. This well, okay, point, then you like, want to see him gone. So then this, you want to see him thing. gone. So then you don't want to win then. Well, you don't want to win. Ike, Ike, here's the thing, right? Yeah, tell me. If, if we would have got rid of BG. If oh, we my God, you keep, keep the going flag. to BG. I'm talking about guys who went to the pro. BG is a role player. But You're talking are, about two starters, our starting defensive end, who's our best defensive player, and our starting all-pro center. Role players that we
5: paid as starters. Oh, my J.C. God. Jason Kelsey is a good center that we're going to overpay. overpay. Of course I want to win. How but did you overpay deal. me with first here's team all-pro? Can I ask you a question? You, how do you sustain long term success in By, this keeping, good oh, by keeping good players. By,
2: by keeping down. good players. Like, no, by keeping good players. No, by keeping good players. That's how you sustain long term success. I had to do that to you for the way you came at Spike the last time you was on the air. So I want you not going to bully this show. Yeah, you, I, I let you get away with that with Spike last week. So I had to make sure I kept him in check a little bit this week because you want to do a lot of waffling because you like to hear yourself just talk. One hand, you understand the fans, you want to keep a player, but you also understand letting the guy go. You want to try to discredit Jason Kelsey by naming other centers when this guy was given the first team All Pro and he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. And then you want to try to tell me where you were completely asinine and tell me that the left tackle here was more important than Jason Kelsey. Are you kidding me? Over oh, three. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about?
0: Well, speaking of Spike. He's going to join us on his comrades coming up next, you know, part of the new (laughs) afternoon show here on WIP. Spike will join us next. Plus, I watched Friday last night. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. The millennial movie review. What grade does Friday get? I want to hear that. We'll get that that, coming up next. Did I like it? (laughs) We'll see. How could you not? We'll see. And uh, Spike will join us on this Jason Kelsey Appreciation Day on Sports Radio 94 WIP.